0: Listeners, and welcome to episode 290 of the Spoiler Alert Podcast, brought to you by MovieOutsiders.com. This is Danny, and I'm here with Mike. And tonight, the best picture choosing machine has excreted 1936 (laughs) Best Picture Winner, the Great Zigfield. Mike, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing
1: great, Danny. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Excreted it out, yes.
0: Yeah, you know, we've been we've been doing it. Kind of a, a number of Best Picture winners here. We've got a bit of a, a number two, given, yeah, yeah. Given uh, given COVID persists and uh, movie theaters in the country are still at this as of this recording locked down. Uh, and um, you know, was not AMC
1: po- opening back up again? What's the news on that? What happened they there? pushed
0: it till the end of July. I mean, everybody it seems has been pinning their hopes to Christopher Nolan's Tenet, which has now had its uh, release date moved I think three times but okay. he only lets them move it like two or three weeks at a time because he's holding out hope that he can be like the first big tent pole film back in theaters and so sure. you know if you're as, AMC as it doesn't pay doesn't pay to, to open up but man talk about a dry spell. Uh, this, this months and months and months this <laughs> is been, we should have just gone to all best pictures and we'd be done with them by now. But i we, don't know what we were thinking
1: we, just we, gotta, we like, never want to get there it's going to be sad no. when we hit that date
0: isn't it oh it'll be terrible well we already saw you know birds of prey and the emancipation of one harley quinn which is probably the next best, best picture for 2020 yes. right. so i think we're covered um no but this tonight we're talking about the great zigfield from 1936 what a year i guess
1: uh sure or not okay or
0: not tell me about the year well, it was the first year in the Academy Awards history where they uh, they introduced Best Supporting Actor and Best Supporting Actress uh, winners. Although the Best Supporting Actor and Best Supporting Actress did not get Oscar statues, they got little plaques with their name on them. Oh, that's sad. So they <laughs> sort of they were Oscar winners, but not Damn. really.
1: <laughs> like, like, what if Brad Pitt would have gotten that this year? Just like a. A teeny little, like, like a sad little engraved plaque, like, again, in high right. school for Honor Society or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's no good. Right. Yeah. Honor
0: Society, totally.
1: Right. right.
0: Um, Louise Rayner, who won Best Actress for this movie, The Great Ziegfeld, this was almost her first movie, like, very, very early in her career. She actually won Best Actress 1936. She won it again in 1937 for The Good oh, Earth. Oh. So back-to-back Best Actress winners. And then she almost didn't work again. She The next thing oh, she wow. did was like 40 years later. She was on the love boat and she did some stuff in like the 80s and 90s. So like 50 years later, she was an actress again. But she came out hot. She won Best Actress twice and then just walked back away.
1: Back to back. She, kind of she, the Tom way Hanks we all did. hoped
0: yeah. Hilary yeah. Swank had.
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We, we wanted to see Hillary Swank on The Love Boat. Did you
0: like The Love Boat? I kind of loved The Love Boat. I don't know that I've ever seen an episode of The All Love right. Boat. Right. It seemed too cheesy and awful, even when I was a child. Right. Um, so this movie won three awards. It won Best Actress, it won Best Picture, and it won Best Dance Direction. Which apparently was a thing that and there were enough theme. musicals that there was an award for that back in nineteen thirty six. If it's only also,
1: if only there were still a best dance direction today, I would always win the Oscar pool. Yes,
0: I would always that would clean carry, up on that one. But I would weight that category very small from a point standpoint to stack the deck against you. Oh <laughs> and so it would purposely kinda of Not going to prevent you from winning. I knew what you did. Yeah. This movie also, I I guess I think it's interesting. Uh, The the lead actor, William Powell, he was nominated for Best Actor. He did not win. And one of the other lead actresses, Myrna Loy, ended up doing 14 movies together. This is the fourth movie they did together, but 14 films they co starred together. Isn't that something?
1: That's amazing. It's like Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Right. Right. This was still back in the year where they... Uh, back in the days where they had 10 Best Picture nominees. And... Yes. I got to tell you, I haven't seen any of the other nine. So, like, we, we can't delve into that one tonight.
0: No. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but let's delve into the movie. So why don't right. you hit us with a uh, tight, high-level plot recap. Like, this, is gonna
1: high. be, this is going to be super high-level. This is a, 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 an almost three-hour-long movie. So we're going to keep it incredibly tight. This is the biopic of Flo Ziegfeld, a show producer in the 20s and 30s who competed with Billings for the top box office throughout his career. They had their off's and on's. Ziegfeld married some of his showgirls. They made a hell of a production and productions. And then he died. And that's the great
0: Ziegfeld. Hey, that's the great Zigfield. What did you think of the movie?
1: This was a push. You know, I, I feel like... You know, I think back to, like, An American in Paris, and I feel like oh. maybe if this had been in color, it would have been a little bit more exciting, a little more spectacular. Like, I, I do think there were some cool stage production and, and, and show scenes, like... That was fine, but boy, this was rough. This, this this movie was three hours of repetitive nonsense. It was yeah. really
0: odd. You know, when you so first of all, I would completely agree and characterize this as a a a, 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 t- a push or a tough sit, and. I think back to very, very early on, like our early episodes of the podcast, we had like a scoring system, right? Sometimes we'd, we'd give it a letter grade and we were kind of zeroing in. And we then we'd like, I don't know when, episode 30, 40, we'd, we'd just drop that, right? Like <laughs> no one really cares. But we kind of have our own scoring system. And the lowest is push. <laughs> I think the second lowest is a bit of a tough sit. <laughs> the middle is it's fine, and then then there are sort of shades that we like. like it right? was there's doing, probably, oh, it's good. And then there's like, I, really it's, I really enjoyed it. this. But, yeah, right. But right. like the moment this movie started, it was like, oh, this is gonna be a push, and I just just know that that's where it's falling. And and actually, this movie, it, the very first scene, it opens and it says it's set in nineteen eighteen ninety three at Chicago World's Fair, and I thought, oh, ooh like the devil in the white city. I don't know if you read that book, but it's about 1893's Chicago world's fair and the horrible prolific serial killer who was in Chicago at the time. And I immediately thought, boy, I really wish I was watching something else like the first title card. And I'm already like wistful to be <laughs> enjoying a completely like, different whenever, piece want of to entertainment. read a book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this movie made me want to read a book. That's, that's like part true crime. Part historical uh, <laughs> documentation of the World's Fair. Yes, that's how good this movie is. It's a push.
1: Yeah, it, it's a it's a hard push. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I I agree with you. I think the production design actually was fairly impressive. Maybe for like the first or second fifteen-minute dance number, but by the third or sixth, I was just ready to <laughs> slip my wrists. Like I, I was, was like looking for a a warm bathtub that I could just slip into. (laughs) It's It's terrible. And I did like William Powell, who plays Flo Ziegfeld. I actually thought he was really charming. He was good. And that actor, I thought, okay, I'm going to find some other movies um, and just see more of his catalog, because I enjoyed him as a performer. But almost nothing else in this movie was good.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I feel like, I mean, do you remember that last... Eighteen minutes of an American in Paris, where you're just oh. like, "What is happening here?" And It's like why 2001,
0: can't... a Space Odyssey, but with yes. tap shoes.
1: <laughs> right, right. I would watch, I would watch 2001 for the last 18 minutes over and over and over again before I would watch an American in Paris, and I felt like this just kept happening over <laughs> and over and over again. I do think that the costumes were <laughs> crazy. I do think that the the stage design was really exciting but damn this was something.
0: What was the movie you said you'd watch on eternal repeat rather than rewatch Gigi? Tom Jones. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Tom Jones is so terrible. It's so bad. It's so bad. Okay, sorry. It just Oh my god. Jeez. <laughs> you know, you just think of how far we've come with movies and, and you just think we started from this. I mean, sometimes you just shake your head. And you're like, what the hell is people I even people think doing? back to Broadway Melody of
1: 1929, one of our earlier best picture reviews. I preferred that to this, quite honestly. Yes. Yep. Yeah,
0: And and I listeners will be annoyed. I'm going to bring up All Quiet on the Western Front from 1930. I think that's a really strong movie made six years before this one. Super impressive, but boy, this one is just tough. And now it's also difficult – I found it very difficult in that I couldn't put myself obviously in the um, sort of mindset of a 1936 movie going – I don't know how famous Flo Ziegfeld was. I don't know if this is somebody who like everybody in the nation really knew and he was such a personality and people followed him and would have interest or if this is like just inside baseball – like in Hollywood like he was a big deal to these people but but nobody else like you know were they just like imagining that the moviegoers were like these mindless mouth breathing rubes from whom they could t- take a nickel to to watch this movie with like some some fancy costumes and a couple of pretty girls dancing sure, or was this yeah. like man I can't wait to go see the movie about Zigfield I can't believe they did a biopic I don't.
1: I don't know. I would go for the latter, and I would. I, I guess the only thing that I could base that on is that, y- you know, you and I were both in show choir in high school. I remember hearing I about Zigfield, and you. Okay, you were in an L. I strongly video, so deny so that. Saying, yeah. yeah, all right. says so I. You can leave
0: it. You can leave it in that I'm denying it. That's fine. <laughs> like I
1: like, it's clearly you in these videos that I'm about to post.
0: I, <laughs> I,
1: I remember hearing about Zigfield in high school, like, being in just theatrical production. Like, that oh, really? was a okay. name that, yeah, it was a name that was brought up in class. Also, one of my favorite Christmas movies is Holiday Inn, and there's a reference where Either Fred Astaire says to Ben Crosby Or Ben Crosby says to Fred Astaire Like as a Is a joke Ziggy And like that's used throughout this movie Quite a bit And so And, yeah. and they're both putting on like a, a big production So they're The whole joke is that they're Zig filled right So Got Like I, okay. I I knew of it But uh, You know I I didn't know much about it I knew nothing about his life Until I saw Yeah
0: Well, you know, the whole movie, I mean, William Powell, again, I think plays him very charismatically, but he's just, the whole movie is about this guy who, I don't know, he's sort of foolish. He's a liar. He's unreliable. He's unpredictable. He's a spendthrift. He's a Lothario. He screws over Billings over and over and over and over. He steals his his showgirls. He steals his girlfriend. He steals his valet. He takes his money He goes bankrupt a bunch of times. It's like, you know, sort of like fool me once, you know, shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. It's like shame on everybody. Like, how did this guy just kind of keep just stringing everybody along and somehow ending up on top just to lose it all and then ending up back on top just to lose it all? And yeah, and it did get really repetitive. It just kind of felt like if he hadn't died at the end, I was just expecting another lavish you know, return to form with bigger follies and bigger shows and more dancers, and then he's he's back on top again. See, and then
1: <laughs> hey, Johnny, <laughs> how are you
0: doing this, sweetheart? <laughs> so terrible.
1: Yes, exactly. Yes,
0: and and again, this is early in film. It's the ninth Academy Award winner, right? The nice ninth best picture. But talkies had been a thing, and the woman um, Louise. Rainer, who who won Best Actress, she is tough to watch. Yeah, she is overacting yeah. like in a silent film, and it's just cloying <laughs> and vapid and awful. Yeah, like I almost could not stomach watching and listening to her. It was really, really bad. Agreed. Totally agreed. What's up
1: with that? What's up with that? So what's up with? The guy who's delivering the telegrams and his laughing and his teeth. Like I mean, is that is that the worst thing you've ever seen in your entire life?
0: If you were to draw like a cartoon mule that delivered telegrams, you'd draw that guy.
1: Yeah, that's the guy you yeah, draw. That's yeah. the
0: guy. Absolutely. What, what's up with the weightlifter Sandow in the beginning, who first yeah. of all doesn't look that strong. Second of all, is like sixty years old. Third of all, he wears a dicky with, like, with a sport coat over it when they go to dinner. So he just takes his coat off and he's just shirtless with like a suspenders and a dicky. <laughs> all
1: right, we've we've all done that.
0: What's up with a woman fainting after touching his bicep?
1: <laughs> his muscles are not that big. I'm like, well, no. I I'm no. kind of close to that. Like, but he refer he also refers to himself in the third person too, which is absurd.
0: <laughs> just terrible.
1: Yeah
0: which is terrible. What's up But there's a, there's a dance number sort of early in the movie. It might even be with the French woman where she's singing a terrible song to an audience and she's got a little mirror with her. And as she's on stage, she just keeps using the mirror to shine a light into the face of all the audience members. (laughs) This might be the worst performance of all time. If you ever, if you're sitting in a theater and some jackass is just shining a light (laughs) in your face while singing a terrible song at you, you demand a refund. I mean, it's like the it's like the equivalent of
1: somebody like shining a laser light in your eye from the stage. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) What's up with the line about putting on shows for Indians and savages? like this this movie goes straight south right like we've also got we've also got some blackface routines like this is not good this one doesn't hold up a holiday Inn, the movie i referenced earlier there's a scene they cut when they air it on amc every year at christmas I would think there's a few you need to cut from yeah. this one. Yeah,
0: I would think yeah. if this is going to be on HBO Max, there needs to be like a title card, kind of showing how it it uh, is culturally insensitive or something. Yeah. Like everybody's, got, we don't want people being triggered while watching <laughs> this movie. Right. So you have yes. to yes. you have to soften the ground there. Yeah, yeah. What's up with Billings? So this guy Billings is like his chief competitor. But time and time again, he lets Ziegfeld take his woman, take his valet, gives him gives money. Gives him money,
1: <laughs> yes. They're They're back. He comes him and him. visits him when he's sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, what kind of a schmuck is Billings? I mean, just the world's worst sad sack. And and Billings is the
1: Wizard of Oz. Like, this is Henry Morgan. Like you, Oh, that's right. We- yeah, yeah. So, like... <laughs> You think this guy's a little bit smarter. He's the man behind the curtains, but he's totally not in this movie. What's up with the song, You've Never Looked So Beautiful Before? The whole production, every costume outdoes Lady Gaga. Like, I mean, this is, this is, you know, 75 years before Lady Gaga comes on the scene, and boy, do they outdo her. It's like, share at the oscars like this is insane the 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 costumes costumes were insane were ridiculous
0: but all the shows were i mean he gets famous for making this called the follies the ziegfeld follies which are plotless just you know parades of women singing and sometimes they dance or kick and then there's like Fifty guys playing piano. So it's just excess. It's just craziness on top of craziness on top of craziness. And it sort of never ends. And there's a like a an opera singing clown.
1: That was frightening. Were you frightened by that? Were you frightened by the clown?
0: No, I don't I'm not afraid of clowns. I just think they're disgusting. Okay. All right. Like they like they're like revolting. And any person who would dress up as a <laughs> clown, I think is <laughs> Not well. Grease paint. <laughs> Dress up like a hobo. People should laugh at hobos. Terrible. Gross. Just gross. Also, so at one point, what's up with they? They do the Follies, and it's sort of like, then there's a scene backstage with, with Ziegfeld's wife and this new starlet who's a drunk. And then they're talking about how she's got another show, and, and, and so they, there's like a second performance of the Follies, but on the roof at night so they do the show at night then like two hours later it's supposed to be like 10 or 11 o'clock at night they're doing another show on the roof but then it's just another big theater and they're like it's like dinner theater yeah so were all these people in new york city eating at tables on the roof of a building at like midnight watching basically another version of the follies like the late follies what's up with that yeah that's weird
1: that's weird It's like the Beatles and their final concert.
0: (laughs) Yes, but they serve like buffet chicken.
1: (laughs) Right, right. If you overheard people talking about you in a barber shop, what lengths would you go to to tell them they were wrong?
0: Not as far as this guy.
1: I mean, he he just commandeers the police and and has them arrested for murder. Like totally. Totally over the top.
0: Bit of an overreaction. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, name the top three ways performing in blackface adds value to a stage production.
0: <laughs> just the top three?
1: Yeah, just the top three. do <laughs> Don't, don't we, we don't need a top ten. We just need a top three.
0: This is just terrible. It's just terrible. <laughs> it's shocking when you see it. It's at the it's, one hour and seven minute mark in this movie, by the way. I wrote I, that down.
1: <laughs> but it happens more than once. Like, yeah, but that's the first time it happens. Th- yeah. Oh alright. Alright. Uh be honest. How long was the To Be Married song stuck in your head?
0: Oh my god. <laughs> that song is so terrible. And that's like one of the like they're trying to say, like, oh, she's such a great performer, and what she's gonna be a huge right. star, and that's the song. <laughs> People in the thirties are just idiots.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well twenties, uh, so this is a song from the twenties.
1: Do you think this movie deserves to be remade?
0: No. Hard no.
1: Okay. No. Alright. Alright. It's zero. Ziegfeld's dying words were, I've got to have more steps. I need more steps. Higher, higher. Danny, what do you hope are your dying words?
0: Oh, boy. That's a really awesome question and one I'm going to think about because I both want it to be something funny and memorable and not like we're out of toilet paper or something. (laughs) So I, I, I don't have an answer, but... I wor- I do worry sometimes that it'll be something like that or like it'll be me telling my wife like I'll let the dog out at like four in the morning when I'm getting up to run and then I get hit by a car and that's the last thing I said to anybody is oh, I'll no. let the dog oh, out. Oh no, that's, that's, like, so, I, I, that's so morbid. Like, those types <laughs> of things, yeah, I think about that. So I'd like it to be something kind of memorable and charming, but odds no are it'll be one yeah. of the others. Mike, I've got some a couple of questions for you actually as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is unusual, Mike. Let's do it. Uh, why do people who are thirty years old in old movies look like they are fifty or sixty years old?
1: It's so weird. I know. And and what why was do going pe- on back why, then? Why and why do people who are twenty years old look like it, it, the age? The weird age gap in makeup back then is so odd to me. I don't understand.
0: But I mean, today we we, we have people, we have working professionals living with their parents who are like a decade younger than some of these actors, but these actors look like they could be their grandparents. Yeah. Like everybody just looks so old. Was it just makeup? Was it bad lighting? Was it bad health? Is it the Did fact they all, that they're
1: always they're always wearing a suit, maybe that makes him look a little bit older, and like a bowler hat? Like, is, that like, if is it, that like
0: if William Powell's wearing like board shorts and a tank top? Yeah, right. Like right. he'd look younger.
1: He'd, he'd look a little bit younger. Yeah, if he was if he was wearing like a a, a funny like Rolling Stones T-shirt and like <laughs> swim trunks, like he'd probably look Got like it. he was the right age. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, Mike. With the equivalent of this film. Today be a biopic of Harvey Weinstein? Oh gosh.
1: So help and us. Could yeah. that
0: movie get made?
1: <laughs> that, so the movie could not get made, and <laughs> there were parallels, like we never saw anything untoward. However, yikes. Yeah, I mean, he just kept marrying and divorcing his his little starlets. His right? ladies, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mike During which of the fifteen-plus-minute musical interludes did you lose interest?
1: (laughs) The first four minutes into the first fifteen-minute interlude. Like, I guess what's what's was such a struggle is that those scenes were the most interesting scenes to me. Like, they it it was like finally, like, oh, something's happening, and it's a big musical extravaganza, and the costumes were just. It, it just over the top, and the stage production was insane. Those were fun but the, scenes, but it's like that's not why I'm putting in a DVD,
0: right? But but those those scenes and those mu- musicals also they didn't have any story or plot or central character. There was nothing to music. them. No, it just it, they were endless, and it's like they could have gone on forever because it just suddenly there's people sitting in a bed and they're they're all singing, and the beds all get like joined together, and then the beds get pulled off stage and suddenly there's like, it's like a circus train yeah. and then yeah. the circus leaves and it's people from chandeliers and then the chandeliers leave and it's a big staircase. And like the, it just.
1: There's bubbles. It's, yes. There's, yeah. yeah.
0: Bubbles. <laughs> it just it was madness. Yeah. Absolute was... chaos. It was crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, well, buddy, those are, those are five questions plus questions. <laughs>
0: I like five questions plus questions. We yeah, should,
1: I like that we too. We do should that. do that more often. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Listeners, feel free to send in even more questions. We'll, we always try to trim it down to the five, but maybe we'll do questions plus questions. Well, I don't know how people in 1936 could sit through this thing. Three hours and three hours in a movie seat from 1936. Imagine like how uncomfortable <laughs> that chair was to begin with. Your butt is
1: hurting. Yeah.
0: Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. It's not good. The guy, like, who's cranking the movie projection. <laughs> he's got, like, an arm, like a gorilla. Just one, though. Like, like, he's just... And, like, back then, like, didn't
1: they have to, like, have multiple reels that they would have to, like, overlap yes. at a oh, certain yeah, sure. point? Because, like, for a movie that long, they would need to... Yeah, yeah that's, of course. That's rough. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this is just not good. This is a tough one. This is a... How many did this, this one win?
1: Do we, do we know? It won, it won three. Yep. It won three. Okay. It was
0: nominated for four. It won three.
1: Okay. All right. 75%. Pretty good. Again, this was back in the day where these huge theatrical epic productions gained a lot of favor with the Academy. And again, this is early in their history, but
0: woof. Yeah, rough. And there's yeah. nothing else. I I agree. Like like you, I hadn't seen anything else. And there's nothing I can say. Like, oh, it should have been this, or this came out. Um, so I don't know. Maybe the others are even worse. But I would struggle to imagine an, another movie that I would find less interesting than this. This is pretty bad.
1: <laughs> that's so, that's quite quite an endorsement. Yeah. So, <laughs> so,
0: well, coming up next, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try and bounce back from Best Picture, Best Picture, Best Picture to uh, Greyhound, which is the new Tom Hanks uh, World War Two movie, which is released straight to Apple TV. Uh, so you'll have to all sign up for Apple TV or buy a MacBook and get a free year of it, or borrow <laughs> your parents. Apple TV it's, code. You have to
1: buy a MacBook to listen to the next episode or and appreciate the episode. to see the episode. movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can listen to the episode that's, for free. That's, that's should fantastic. We have, right. Should we have been monetizing this for the last 6 years? We probably
1: should. <laughs> yeah. What what have we been doing? Why why are we just hemorrhaging money on this All podcast? Right. Next
0: episode, we're charging and we're going to this thing's going to be great. We're going to really put in our best, our best work. <laughs> I can't wait. I already can't wait to do it. (laughs) All right, we're going to try for real next time. (laughs) 290 practice episodes. We are ready. It'll be tight. Everyone's going to love it. (laughs) All right, well, good talking to you, buddy. I'm really looking forward to not seeing another 1930s best picture for a while. But I look forward to talking to you about Greyhound next week.
1: Thanks for listening to the Spoiler Alert Podcast. Please visit us online at movieoutsiders.com, where you can see what films we'll be discussing next, comment on our recent episodes, suggest movies to review or topics to discuss, or submit questions for the Five Questions segment of the podcast. Stop by and visit our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash movieoutsiders, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at MovieOutsiders. If you're a fan of the show, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast subscription service you use. We'll be back again next week with another episode, but until then, enjoy the movies.